Hey, what's going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the two-game NBA play-in slate on Tuesday. Super excited for this game. Super excited for the playoffs in general to start. But this is your first time watching. Welcome to my channel. Uh, again, I make content for daily fantasy sports, for prize picks, and for NBA Top Shot. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks, which if you're a new user, you can use my discount code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Super fun site. You could basically uh, pick any different sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. So again, DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. And if you are looking for more in-depth content, I do offer that on Patreon.com. A lot of stuff included in the NBA package. Player pool with cash, GPP plays, core plays, if-then statements for injuries roster construction videos for the main and showdown slate as well as the patreon live stream every single day before lock also to mention i will be covering usfl and i'm pretty sure contests are dropping either later tonight or tomorrow so be on the lookout for that i will have that up on my patreon very very soon but uh yeah with that all being said let's get into the video so really quick Let's go over uh, my lineups here for the last couple days of the NBA regular season. Now, I was really hammering this home on Patreon, but the last the last couple slates of the NBA season, I think it is it's the biggest edge. Um, sure, there's a lot of it's stressful, right? Because you're keeping out and a ton of different teams, and all of these teams are resting everyone. Um, but it's kind of like a summer league slate, right? So, uh, we, we really, really took advantage of that the last couple of days. So on Saturday, finishing second, um, a little bit tilted about this should have been first, to be honest, I was in first with about two minutes to go at about a three point lead. I had a low on Jeremy lamb and low on Hartenstein. He only had Norman Powell. Um, for some reason, Powell was still in that game in a blowout. Uh, Powell goes for like five fancy points. Lamb and Hartenstein both combined for a turnover, and he passes me by one point. So a uh, little bit tilted, lost a lost thousand dollars because because of it, but still a fifteen hundred dollar win on Saturday. Uh, really, really solid. Now let's talk about Sunday slate because Sunday slate was absolute madness, right? You had the early slate, which was there was a big edge there. I um, I made a full post about it on Patreon how I thought loading up on the Bucks Valley. We knew that. Um, it was basically only be six guys that were playing um, and to load up on uh, those value starters outside of Drew. So that worked out in a really big way. But as far as the main gate, main slate goes. So I thought yesterday was I had I had a chance. I had a chance at not only winning, uh, you know, my single entry tournament, winning the whole, like the big, the big tournament. Okay. So I'm looking really good. I'm looking really, really good. And let me just, you know, last couple slates. So, I, Isaiah Roby, right? Last few slates, I've played him a low ownership. Both times, just massive foul trouble, right? Just, uh, you know, two games ago, it was he was on pace for 50-plus and just massive foul trouble in the second half, barely played. The the most previous, like two games, the most previous Thunder game, not the last one, um, was when he basically like fouled out in 10 minutes. It just put me through incredible pain. But here was the thing, right? The Thunder were only going to play six players. So I was like, okay, I like Jalen Horde, and I play Jalen Horde, but no one's going to play Roby. And I think he's a really, really sneaky play. In the first half, Isaiah Roby way outperformed Jalen Horde. I think Roby had... 26 and a half, 25, whatever he finished with. And Horde, I think, had 16 or 17. So 
It was looking great, even though I did have both, because I had extremely low-owned Isaiah Roby. So, again, I am basically in first place already, right? This was um, this was even, like, uh, with a few minutes to go in the third quarter. But I was going to win this tournament with ease. I'm thinking, okay, I've had so much bad luck with Roby foul trouble. Just, you know, constant, just the last few, few weeks, just ejections and injuries and you know, random blowouts, just all this stuff. I'm like, finally, this is going to be my night where I have a chance to, to win the 50K up top. This is it, right? Finally, no bad variants. They run a five-man rotation in the second half. They run a five-man rotation in the second half. Isaiah Roby finally says out of foul trouble, playing too well. Batched. Doesn't come back. I still end up finishing in fourth in this contest with Roby playing one half. Again, I get first for sure in this one. That's 2,500. And I have an outside chance at the big money, right? So going over the rest of my lineup from uh, Sunday. So. What I was hammering on my Patreon was the Knicks. I absolutely loved Quickly and Toppin. They were higher owned than I thought. I thought they were going to come into lower ownership, but I was all over Quickly and Toppin because I knew they are going to play 40-plus Mets. They both smashed. Someone asked me in the Patreon live stream who my favorite contrarian value was. I said John Conchar. John Conchar went for 60 fancy points at 3.4K. Um, I know was one guy I was worried about, right? Because he was a tricky one. The Bulls had 10 available players, nothing to play for. I just didn't know what to do. I thought there was a chance he would put limited minutes. Luckily, Billy Donovan, the GOAT, played him like 45 minutes. That's why I tweeted Billy Donovan for Coach of the Year. Uh, just absurd to play him that many minutes in a meaningless game. But, hey, I'll take it. Uh, you're at seven. Really? I originally had Boogie, but we didn't know the Jokic news yet. And I knew Miami was going to run a pretty tight rotation. So, you're at seven just had an awful game. I think he shot two of 13 uh, it was Oladipo that absolutely smashed. Now, I talked about Oladipo, and I was like, he's a veteran. He's injury, bro he's injury prone. How many minutes can he play? Uh, well, they just ran him into the ground. Um, and then Luka got injured. Uh, but again, he was massive chalk. Roby, and was on pace for 50 plus. Played too well. Five-man rotation. And then Jalen Horde rounded out my lineup. So, Super tilting, uh, you know, lost out first back-to-back -back, uh, slates. Uh, this one by one point, um, and this one because Isaiah Roby getting benched. But still, all around, really solid last couple of, of days. Hope you guys had a good couple of days of DFS run out the regular season. And now let's talk about this, this two-game slate. And one other thing to mention, too, uh, you guys really enjoyed it uh, last time. So I'll once again be doing another stream with Noah, DFS by Noah. 
Uh, we'll be going live at 4 p.m. Central, so make sure to check that one out, guys, on my channel. Uh, but all right, let's let's talk about this. Cleveland, Brooklyn, Clippers, and Minnesota. Um, Vegas odds, let's see. Do we have them up yet? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, I see, I see Bovada's, uh, you know, loading pretty fast here. Let's try again. Okay, so Cleveland and Brooklyn, it's a 228.5 over under. The Nets are 8.5 point favorites. And the Clippers and Timberwolves, the 230.5 over under. Minnesota are 3-point favorites. So one thing to mention, too, with the playing games plus the playoffs are a majority of teams trim down the rotation. So you have to be cautious with, like, kind of the 8th, ninth guy in the rotation. There is a decent chance they get a DNP. Like, for example, the Brooklyn Nets played, like, six guys in the playoffs last year. So... Um, you do have to be somewhat cautious of some of those kind of, you know, uh, eighth, eighth, ninth guys in the rotation of, of the possibility that they just don't play. So we'll start on the Cleveland side. Darius Garland at 9-6. Great matchup here. He's going to play huge, huge minutes. Last game against Brooklyn a couple games ago, played 41 minutes. Did only have three assists, but for 31 real-life points. Um, I don't know if he's going to be super popular on the slate, but um, I like his floor and ceiling here. Um, so I think Garland's a pretty safe option at the top. Jarrett Allen not expected to play, so oh, we're not going to go there. Evan Mobley at 7-3 does feel a little bit underpriced. Um, you know, first game back, he played 34 minutes, and the last game obviously was a massive blowout, but uh, clearly he's not hampered by the injury at all, so I think it's a game you might see, like, close to 40 minutes from Mobley. So I do think he's underpriced here, and I like him quite a bit, especially with Jarrett Allen not playing. So like Mobley a good amount there. As far as everyone else goes in the cast, so Karis LeVert at 6.9K, expect him to play mid-30s minutes. Um, he can have a ceiling, but he also has a much lower floor than Garland. So he's like not out of play, but definitely a risk. Kevin Love is also a massive risk, right? And this is a game he's probably going to get cooked on the defensive end if they try to throw him out there at the four or even the five. Um, so like with Love, he's great on the offensive end, right? I mean, can we talk about this? I don't think this is being talked about enough. 55 fantasy points in 15 minutes. If, that's got to be a record. That has to be a record. 55 fantasy points in 15 minutes for Kevin Love. Almost four fantasy points a minute. Um, but yeah, with Kevin Love, his minutes are all over the place. If he plays close to 30 minutes, he's clearly underpriced. But there's also a chance that he only plays like 15 minutes in this game. So Love is one of those guys that's a high-risk, high-reward play because um, his minutes are not secure at all. Lori Markin, 5'9", you kind of just know what you're getting from him. Most of the time, he's going to play like low 30s minutes. Most of the time, he's going to give you like 25 to 30 fancy points. He's yeah, just there for me. Like If you play him, sure, I'm not prioritizing him at all. Moses Brown at 4'7". Can't do it, right? Basically been out of the rotation. He, I mean, maybe he plays a little bit, but yeah, it's it's not worth going there. Rajon Rondo at 3-9 probably plays a little, but I don't think it's enough for me to get to him. Now, two other cheap plays I want to talk about. Isaac Okoro, 3-5. It's really gross. I absolutely hate playing this guy. But, what, he's probably playing 30 minutes. So, like, yeah, unfortunately, he's in consideration. He has shooting guard, small forward eligibility. The thing with Isaac Okoro, you can play him. He can play 30 minutes and give you five fantasy points. That, like, two games ago against Brooklyn, five fantasy points in 28 minutes. So, 
the minutes should be there for him. Will the production? I don't know. Now, here's one I'm really torn on what I want to do with. That's Chetty Osmond, because for a while, he was kind of out of the rotation. He kind of like goes in and out of the rotation, but like when he plays minutes, he's pretty productive. Now, 26 minutes against Brooklyn here, 27 in that massive blow against Milwaukee. Does he play in this game, right? And if he plays, how much does he play? So here's the thing. If I knew Chetty Osmond was going to play like 20 minutes in this game, I think he would stand out as a pretty good value. I just don't know if he plays number one, and if he if if he uh, and if he does play, how many minutes does he get? So he's one that like it's a pretty big risk. He's one of those fringe guys, right? That could be in, could be out of the rotation. So um, yeah, and then uh, Lamar Stevens at three point two k probably sees around twenty minutes. Probably, I guess he's playable, but um, you know, guys like Stevens, uh, a guy like Chetty Osmond. Um, there, there's a chance, chance they could get a DNP here. All right, on the Brooklyn side. So, well, Drogic's news has been all over the place. I want to start with that. So, first he was out. Then it was a chance, a small chance he would play. And now he's cleared. So, uh, the Nets do have Drogic. Uh, so, we'll circle back there. But as far as the top guys go, KD, Kyrie. So, I mean, they're going to play like 45 minutes each in this game. They're rarely going to leave the court. You might, you've seen a couple times that Kevin Durant has played the entire game last year in the playoffs. So would I be shocked if Kevin Durant plays 48 minutes in this game? No, I I think that's definitely possible. So with KD and Kyrie, obviously love both. I think KD's safer than Kyrie. Um, The only issue is, is there enough value to get him in, right? But he's basically, both these guys should play basically the entire game. So I like both KD and Kyrie. Um, I don't think that's a contrarian take at all. It's just a question of, all right, how much value is there? Or is there enough value they feel confident in to get one of these guys in there? Um, Drummond's another one that's like, he's kind of like a Kevin Love, right? Very productive when he's on the court, but he could get played off the court because he's just awful in the defensive end. So yeah, I mean, last couple games, 38 and 41 minutes. He played 24 last minutes, Cleveland. The one thing I will say is Cleveland's a relatively big team with Mobley, uh, with Kevin Love. So maybe Drummond does see 25 or so minutes. Um, so he's someone I like quite a bit for tournaments. It's just a matter of will the minutes be there for him. Uh, Bruce Brown, 5.8K, should play big minutes. Uh, again, we do have Drogic back, so maybe he doesn't play 40 or so minutes, but he's one of the better defenders. I assume Bruce Brown's playing like mid-30s minutes. I think he's a fine option. I probably slightly prefer these cheaper guys in Curry and Drogic. Seth Curry said he'll play. Uh, I would expect him to play around 30 minutes. He's a good shooter. 4-4, fair price point for him. And then Goran Dragic's missed last couple games, but um, I think he stands as a pretty good value play. He'll he'll play, he'll do some ball handling when Kyrie's not out there. Um, and he's not a bad point for a guy. So I like Dragic a, de- a decent amount here for value. I think he's my favorite of those like cheap end guys. Now the rest of Brooklyn. So I don't expect Aldridge to play in this game. I do think we see Claxon. How much of Claxon kind of depends on how well Drummond plays. If Drummond gets run off the court, maybe they do go to Claxon. Um, so, uh, he's cheap. I expect him to be in the rotation. So I do think Claxton's a pretty solid play, um, at 4k, um, Kessler, Kessler Edwards probably plays. There's a chance he could, he could get a DNP, but, um, he may be in the rotation. I don't know if it's worth it to go to him because he's not very productive. And then Patty Mills at three, four, he, I would not be shocked if he gets X out of the rotation here with Drogic back. Um, he might see a little bit of run, but he is another guy I'm worried about his minutes. So 
All right, that's it for Brooklyn. Let's move on to the other game here, Clippers and Minnesota. So on the Clippers side, um, a little bit tough to break down because we haven't seen their regular rotation really. They've been involved in a lot of blowouts. We've only seen like four or five games of Paul George. Norman Powell just came back. So the question is, in a competitive game, uh, it should say competitive, in a very uh, you know important game, what is the rotation going to look like? I would assume with eight to nine guys here. But yeah, at the top, Paul George, I think he plays around 40 minutes in this game. They've kind of taken it easy on his minutes, but he should play all the minutes he can handle. So I think Paul George makes for a good option. He's at a nice discount, too, off of Kyrie and KD. The rest of the Clippers team, I mean, Reggie Jackson, this guy's really pissing me off. I mean, if I play this guy, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. If I fade, he's just smashing. I mean... He is so up and down, um, but he will do a decent chunk of the ball handling. I would assume he plays like 30, 30 plus minutes. So he's in play in the mid range. Uh, the centers will be kind of split between Zubach and Hartenstein. Both are good point per minute guys. I expect it to be a relatively even split for both. So uh, they kind of just look like the same to me. <laughs> I don't think I would play both. You can definitely get to one of those guys. Uh, maybe one gets extended a little more than the other in this game. Other wings, Marcus Morris 5'5", feels a little bit pricey. I think he plays over 30 minutes, but uh, I don't love the price point there. Norman Powell at 5'4", intrigues me. They've kind of taken it easy, brought him off the bench. He could start in this game. Um, he's probably the most productive wing of the wings of like him, Morris, Batum, Covington. So I'm intrigued by Norman Powell. I'm curious to see if they do end up starting him or not. Covington himself at 5'3", feels a little bit too pricey. I don't think I can go there. Um... And then Nick Batum at 4-3, I do think is viable value option. Like, I expect him to play at least mid-20s minutes. He could play more. He played 38 in this game against Chicago. So, I think Batum's a fair value play. Um, Mann and Kennard probably uh, will be in the rotation as well. But I, I could see their minutes going down. It's a little bit hard for me to get to either Mann or Kennard uh, at their respective price points. But, um, yeah, I think that's it for the Clippers on the Minnesota side. So, Basically, fully healthy team. Again, DeAndre Russell is not on the injury report. So at the top, we have Cat, we have Edwards, and D'Lo. Again, the tricky part about this team is who's going to have the big game, right? All three have a ceiling. All three have shown a floor as well. But in a super important game, I think we get pretty big minutes from the big three here. I think we might see 40 minutes from Cat, 40 minutes from Edwards, and maybe like 36 to 38 from DeAndre Russell. So with that being said, I think all three are a little bit underpriced. Carl Anthony Towns should be able to feast in this spot, whether it be Zubach or Hardenstein. I think he looks great as a spend-up. I think Anthony Edwards at 8-3 is a fair play. I, again, I can never, ever get this guy right, but um, he clearly has a ceiling. We saw it a couple games ago. And then DeAndre Russell, 7K feels too cheap. The issue with him all year has been they've kind of taken easy on his minutes for a good portion of the season where he's kind of capped around 30 minutes. Well, in basically a must-win game here, don't be shocked if you see like close to 40 minutes from D'Lo. Again, I think rotations tighten up. So I think D'Lo is very underpriced at 7K. Probably my favorite of the big three. Other options. Patrick Beverly, 5.2. I think makes her a pretty good value play. Little revenge game against his former team. He's a do-it-all guy. He's a good defender. I expect around 30 minutes from him. I think he's a solid option. Now, the rest of Minnesota where it gets tricky. So we know those four are going to be a big part of the rotation. So Beasley should be in the rotation at 4.5. Um, you know, should come off the bench, maybe play around 20 minutes. I don't love the price point, but he does have a ceiling if he can get hot. Nas Reed will play the backup five. My issue here is, yes, he's a good point per minute guy, but I expect Cat to play more. So we might only see like 
six to eight minutes out of Nas Reed. So a little bit hard for me to prioritize him. Vanderbilt intrigues me here. His minutes, there's there's games where he plays over 30. There's also games where he's kind of capped at like 20, but there's not a lot of great value in the slate. He's going to start. I would assume unless he gets a massive foul trouble, he probably plays at least 20 minutes. And he's not a bad point from a guy, good rebounder. So I think Vanderbilt's a good value there at that price point. Um, McDaniels at 3-7 should also be in the rotation. Um, I think he's also playable. I would probably feel a little bit better about Vanderbilt, but I also think Vanderbilt gets more ownership than McDaniels. And then that's probably it. Like you might see Noel or McLaughlin for a couple minutes. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessary to go there. Um, Torian Prince may see a minute or two, but again, I don't think it's necessary. So I think, you know, rotation is going to be Cat Edwards, either are going to play huge minutes. I think we get, you know, pretty solid minutes from Beverly, like 30 and 35. And then you're, you're going to get around 20 minutes or so from, from Beasley. The backup five run for Nas Reed. And then Vanderbilt McDaniels uh, should kind of, you know, split that the four minutes there. So that's what I'm expecting for Minnesota. But um, yeah, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video. So if you guys do enjoy the content, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. And again, make sure to check out the stream tomorrow with Noah. Uh, we'll, we're, we will be talking about this slate, answer some questions as well. So thanks again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I will see you all in the next video.